mama coming home I'm in the next chapter, put away all my credentials Then I crucified the actor, traded all I thought I wanna be For what I know I'm supposed to be Walking with the Lord, but know the devil's right in front of me I still feel the sun shining on my shoulders Let's pray, yeah God, I thank you so much for this opportunity to be together It really is an honor and a privilege, Lord I think of how many people who would just love this opportunity and we never want to take it for granted. We thank you so much. We ask that you be with us, be in our hearts, Lord. Give us wisdom always. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We, we I've noticed we haven't the last couple of times we've just flowed right into it. And then we prayed at the end and I was like, hmm. It's kind of dope like that. Yeah. I think that's dope for the guest because mm-hmm. I do, you, you and me both feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, like you want everything to be done in prayer, mm-hmm. you know, but I think that's more something me and you need to be praying. F- like we need to pray before they come. Yeah. I think that seamless entry on the podcast, like they're like, they're not, they're not um, aware removes the, Anxiety. Anxiety, yeah. bro. Like mm-hmm. by the time their brain registers, shoot, I'm in the podcast. Mm-hmm. There's no time to, I'm going to get nervous now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're just like, oh, dang, I've already been doing this and I've been comfortable. And I think that's like golden right there. I can mm-hmm. even feel it right now. Like the fact that we came around and like started officially, mm-hmm. like I'm not quite, like when we were talking, I didn't know we were recording. Same thing, yeah. bro. Like we're talking about music, listening mm-hmm. to music. You have that on the podcast, not that song. <laughs> yeah, now it's there. <laughs> you can't have the that. The new intro. No. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be cool. Uh, I sent that funny story real quick, dude, with Nick. Uh, so last night, m- me and Max are torn on the, on the, the bass on mm-hmm. that song. Like, we love music so like like bass is always in the music realm with us so we think of it like an instrument like a bass instrument right Mm -hmm. which which does this well usually for the kind of music we do but what i've noticed is like when because i make rap like what i notice is when i show people my music Mm -hmm. like they're usually the ones that really love it are like fans of hip-hop like they love rap and i've gotten this comment multiple times like it'd be dope if you put a little more bass on it. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it would. Like I listen to a lot of other songs that I really like. Um, and I'm like, yeah, they do hit a little mm-hmm. harder. Um, so does that bug you when someone says that? No, no, I think it would have, I, th- I think it would have when I was more of a self-conscious artist. Mm-hmm. So like when I also want to credit like the multiple things that are going on in my life that remove that feeling like there was a season when like music was all my identity was Mm -hmm. and so then it felt like when someone's you know crapping on your on like your art and that's all you are Mm -hmm. it feels like you're getting crapped on you know (laughs) like you're like but um the most important thing to me is ministry bro like teaching Mm -hmm. so like it doesn't affect me and then it i always have to like consider who's saying it yeah like I, I go ahead. No, because like uh, like um, fans of music is a little bit higher than people that aren't even fans of the style of music. Yeah. So then, like, if you're not even a fan of that style of music, and you're not even a fan, you know, then then your opinion is going to be really low. Mm-hmm. You know, on my like scale. Yeah. But then, if you're a big fan of music, then your opinion goes a little higher, but still 
not as much as pe- other people who create music mm-hmm. or other people who have very highly respected opinions on music in my opinion hmm. and then their words mean a lot to me you know like i have conversations with brandon mcpeak and like if he tells me like dude it would sound way doper if you quieted those drums down a little bit like that's gonna mean more to me right not only because he's a fan of music but because he's a creator of music mm-hmm. and uh and even at that if somebody is only a fan of a certain genre, they all I also like like lean back a little bit on their mm-hmm. advice because they're they're like stuck in a in a zone. Like some people only listen to hip hop, mm-hmm. they only listen to rap, and like so they have a funnel in their mind like rap should hit hard, like rap should be like boom, like heavy bass, mm-hmm. like it should be bars and it should make you make you like want to bob your head mm-hmm. like and to me i'm like that's not why i'm making rap at all like i'm not trying to just just do bangers only yeah. and like the kind that you want to hear or the worst is like oh dude this one would kill at the club yeah like to me <laughs> that's like the fir- that's like the furthest thing from right, what i'm trying to right. do like i'm not trying uh-huh. to make joints that kill yeah. at a club you know <laughs> so to me like that doesn't mean anything to me yeah. like like oh this would hit a lot or like you know i feel like you should double up the tempo or whatever mm-hmm. it's like that that that's not my audience like that's not what i'm that's not what i'm creating you know yeah. what i mean so yeah i used to whenever i created with something i would wait till like the fifth draft before i ever showed anyone because i learned right away as soon as somebody hears your first draft that's like their initial re- response to it is gonna affect every single response after that mm. where they're like their initial thought of it usually what i found is kind of like oh like if they're like oh it's okay like it'll kind of it won't get too far away from mm. that unless like you drastically change things there and they're like whoa but like besides i've always been very like hesitant like when i'm creating something i'm like okay let me wait till i feel like i want to get it to a point that's interesting dude there, there's also another avenue that i've kind of discovered um like sometimes you're not ready to hear something either mm-hmm. like as a listener like like there'll be people who sent me an artist like dude check this guy out and like i i'm like not i need to make sure that i listen to in the right mindset because if i'm like like i might not be ready to listen to it or i'll I'll push play Mm -hmm. and like i'll listen to like a good minute of it and if i'm like i'm not here right i i know what it's like to be there Mm -hmm. i'm not here right now i won't i'm not enjoying this like Mm -hmm. for what i will enjoy it as so I'll like I'll like purposely sleep on it. Like I'll just be like I'm gonna listen to that later, mm. or like I'll do that with like movies too. Like if a documentary, like sometimes I'm like I'm in the headspace where I could I could watch a document. I love documentaries, mm-hmm. and if I'm in that mindset, then I want to see it. You know, but if I'm not, then I don't. Same thing too with like independent films, like slow paced movies. Mm-hmm. If it's not, I'm not in the right headspace. It's not time for me to hear it. There's been times like, okay, perfect example. Andy Mineo's newest album. Nick told me that it was fire. And like, I put it on, I got like three songs in and I was like, like, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know. I was just not. And I'm a big fan of his, his work, his mm-hmm. art. And then like a month later, I heard it again. And I was like, dang, this thing is fire, bro. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like, songs have different and then you have the element of like 
initial impact versus like stuck in your head impact. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. like, you know, this about radio songs. Like, you hear a song like that sounds so stupid, dude. And then like a month later, cause it's been on repeat. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's like in your head. You're like, yeah. oh, that's kind of dope. You know, like, <laughs> I felt like that with yeah. one of Kendrick Lamar's songs. Like when I first heard it, uh-huh. I was like, that just sounds weird. Mm-hmm. And then like way later I was like, dang, that's kind of dope. Yeah. Know? So, Hmm. I feel like that too. When I like make music, I keep all that into consideration. I'm like, do you ever get like that with, um, or did you, I should say, I don't know if you still, if you would still do go through that. Cause I, I sometimes get like that with my studies, dude, my Bible studies. Like in what way? Like once I'm, as I'm writing it down, I'm like, and I'm like, I feel like I'm in the zone. I feel like, mm-hmm. dude, this is, this mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. And then when I go up there and I like, Mm. I teach and then sometimes I feel like eh, yeah. it kind of just doesn't hit. And then afterwards you just, you know, you know, like, okay, like let me mm-hmm. preface this by saying like, you know, it's like, okay, like it's God getting, Oh, we don't door. even got to go yeah, there. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'll hope, who, uh-huh. if anybody's listening right. to this, like me and you know, like that, the, the lasting impact powers what God's doing through it. Yeah. I know exactly right, what you're right. talking about. You're talking about like, but still being a deliverer yeah, of the message there's yeah. still an element of of uh man like i i sometimes get a little just self-conscious afterwards of like uh okay yeah what, what i need to do next time is x y and z so that mm. way I, I i don't go through that feeling again or something like that yeah you know? so so uh i do i do i i, I used to deal with that a lot mm-hmm. more than i do now and mm-hmm. i'll tell you i'll tell you what i've learned like what i've changed like so um because i'm uh like a creator so like with music Mm -hmm. or whatever um like i project like it would be dope if it was like this like oh like it would be awesome you know it would be great like like oh i got it like Mm -hmm. little little blooming ideas of like oh yeah that's gonna be dope and i try to do it and you've experienced this with music too like like it won't come out the way it was in your head. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the effects that you had, like you put them on there, they just don't sound like that. That happened like three times in that song. Like um, as you heard, there was like a couple little repeat things, mm-hmm. and like those were purposefully placed, like where I subtracted some lyrics and just did that anyways because I wanted that effect. Mm. So that's stuff I've learned over time. But um, so this is my point though. Back to studies. Um, you can't create the environment when you're putting the study together. Hmm. Like everything that you're trying to put into it that revolves around a vibe, you, you, you're not guaranteed that vibe. Yeah. Like, so you have to lean heavier on just the context. Right. Like, like, okay. Like when we do music, like, and when somebody's going to rap, I try to encourage them to know their rap by heart before they come and record. Not that I don't want to see them with their phone out, mm-hmm. but because I don't want them to be focusing on reading instead of focusing on delivering. Yeah. Right. So in the, in likeness, when you're putting a Bible study together, you need to know your content. Like mm-hmm. you need to know your content so well. And I'm not saying that I didn't know my content before. But what I'm saying is subtract the idea of how this is going to hit. Right. And just Mm -hmm. focus on what this is about. Mm -hmm. Like what this 
scenario is about. Yeah. And when your focus 100% is on what this is about, then that's rooted deep in your heart. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's what you know this evening. Like that's what, that's what these people are going to know about this evening. Yeah. And then when you stand in front of them, you, then you begin to work off of the vibe that's actually there. Like mm -hmm. when I say vibe, I mean like who came, like sometimes the conversations leading up to the Bible study set a tone. Sometimes, you know, I don't think a lot of people are going to always understand what I'm saying right now, but it's still true. Like, like to me, a room is like a shade of color. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because it's that room. It's because of who's in that room, because of what time it is, what season it is, what what the people in that room are going through, mm -hmm. I believe affects the tone, the color tone in that room. Yeah. And so as a servant to people's souls, like you're there meeting their needs. And, and, and so I think some ministers get so carried away in that mm -hmm. that that becomes what they do and i think there's some pastors out there that are recognized as great pastors because they do that but that doesn't make you a great that doesn't make you an effective tool in the hand of god mm -hmm. that's just something that that you can have and you can use but the thing that's going to make the effectiveness is the content yeah like is the text content mm -hmm. so like you know, you got to have the, the, the content of the text in like um, at the forefront of what you're there to do. Right. And then and then the vibe and the delivery and how this is going to hit or how the, that stuff you can't. You yeah. Can't, you can't project it ahead of time the night before mm -hmm. or the week of while you're sitting down. Uh, dude, it's been every once in a while I've gotten lucky, dude, like um used to seem to work better if I was going somewhere where it was like all dudes, like a men's study or at a home, like mm -hmm. at U-turn or something, I'm going to go to U-turn. Then when I'm putting my Bible study together, it seems to be a little bit easier to accurately project mm. what's going to be there. Mm -hmm. But when you're just spending time with the same people, like, like, like they're, they've become the sheep that you're ministering to and there's consistent group of people always there mm -hmm. Or there's going to be some new people coming that you weren't sure if they were going to be there. You didn't know they were going to be there. They are going to affect that the color tone in that room. Yeah. And so everything that you projected in your mind as to like how like what you're saying is going to hit and mm -hmm. it's like impossible. Right. Yeah. Is that making sense? Yeah, what it I'm does. Saying? Absolutely. Yeah. I got the experience recently too, uh, having to pull back from what you're saying about the way I was thinking it might impact when I got to teach for a bunch of Chileans on an online conference. I saw recently. that, bro. Yeah. That was crazy. It was pretty cool. Did uh, you speak Spanish? I didn't get to watch the episode. You know what? I did. No, no I didn't speak. I don't know Spanish. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but my father-in-law translated for me. And it was, it was, first of all, it was really cool. Dang, that's crazy. To ask him if he'll do to that. do that. Yeah. And he was, like so joyful and happy to do it so well, which is cool so we had a cool moment like well first of all uh so we were planning Lisette's birthday surprise birthday party that same day that yeah. i was going to be teaching so before he put out a schedule i asked uh seba who uh is sebastian over in chile 
who was getting this whole thing organized, I was like, hey, like, what's the earliest time I could do it on Saturday? And he's like, well, we have a, for you, it'd be a 5 a.m. slot because we start at 10.30. And I was like, all right, I'm down. <laughs> I didn't want to no like, I, di I didn't want to push it so much to get it all complicated for him, you know? So I was, he, he said 5 a.m. And I was like, I asked for an early spot. It yeah, I'm down. Is. Yeah, I'm down. I'm not going to try to like make him rearrange all these different pastors to, to speak. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And uh, so I asked my father-in-law, hey, can you translate for me? I'm going to be teaching for this wow. Chilean conference. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I was like, before, before you say, yeah, let me let you know it's at 5 a.m. that we're going to have to be broadcasting over Zoom. And he was like, oh, no, that's fine. Like, I'll wake up early. Uh, he's like, oh, I'm OK with that. And I was like, OK, cool. So it was a cool experience because we were both like waking up at four in the morning, get some coffee going. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Try to get my, my voice ready. And then we sit there and we're like just <laughs> in front of the computer in the kitchen. And uh, I got to experience what it's like giving the context without uh, without impact with of, 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 of like without knowledge of impact yeah yeah, yeah. without without the mm -hmm. tone of like oh like i'm gonna say it this way and then yep. he he would kind of vibe with me of like if i said certain things a certain way yeah, i could sure. kind of see his emotion go into it but really it was like for the people who only spoke spanish what he was giving them was like the message yeah. and the cool thing was like at the end of it uh they had like two hosts who were also part of it who would talk back to us so uh during the study they kind of disappeared and at the end of the study they came back on and the guy was like i loved how in your study you gave us four things of what to do while we're suffering he listed all four things mm -hmm. and then he was started going through other points and i was like oh, oh this guy was a, yeah. Like a student <laughs> they were, yeah, yeah they were like taking notes that's dope and actually. it was cool for me to to realize like okay it like you're saying, the content is very important. Mm -hmm. It's like probably one of the most important things, apart from the Holy Spirit moving through, is is having that message that is delivered to someone. And I saw that and I was like, wow, okay. That was cool for me to experience that, first of all. Um, Dang. Yeah. Yeah, you know, one of the things that is most, the most frustrating and I've seen this in like professional interviews, like I've seen like YouTubers that are like dope do this and it drives me insane, bro. Mm -hmm. Is when someone asks you a question and it's a proverbial, like, like, Sal, I really enjoy you doing this. You know, I like, I love how you do this particular thing. Can you talk a little bit about that? And then you're talking to me, right? And you're like, mm -hmm. yeah, well, and then I go like this. <laughs> like, well, like, right. Dude, it, it, it like when someone does that to me mm -hmm. and they say, I'm listening, go ahead. They, I'm gone. Yeah. Like I'm gone, uh -huh. bro. I don't have like, I like that will cut off my, my train of thought even like yeah. I won't even be able to continue talking mm -hmm. because I'm not talking to anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, right. Like, you know, and now I'm like trying to imagine who's listening. Like, Dude, I'll, I'll never forget. Like, cause I've had to learn to overcome my uh, attention issues, right? Mm -hmm. So I've been labeled as having ADD. I, I'm not too, con I'm not too con like convinced that that's like legit, like I, that I have ADD. Um, because I think, I think that I don't think that's legit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Too yeah, much because about I, that, I, I don't think so. Yeah, right. But I was throughout my life, like mm -hmm. I was labeled fully. My 
if I were going to give credit to somebody for healing me from it, it would be my dad. Like mm-hmm. my dad, they tried to give me the Ridlin, I think mm-hmm. is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad's like, before we do that, I just want to like, I just want to do some exercises with them. And my dad would sit down with me and he would do like focus exercises with me that he like made up. Yeah. Like, I mean, my dad's got a lot of, he was, he was a Marine. He's, he's like a well-rounded dude, especially when he was younger, obviously now he's older, but, mm-hmm. um, 80 actually this. Wow. Yeah. So, but he, he was a brilliant mind when he was younger, mm-hmm. um, which is where I, I think I, I've gotten a lot of um, my conversation skills from my dad. Actually, mm. as a kid, I'd sit, um, when he would have people over, it would be like this, but no mics, obviously, but yeah. like, you're talking four hours spent at a table yeah, with people that came to visit my dad. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, instead of like playing somewhere or being on a system or something, like I'd be sitting at the table. Mm. Like even if I had nothing to say, I'd just be tripping out on like unpacked ideas and mm-hmm. like my dad, like communicating like wisdom to people and like, his wisdom was just like practical, like like what he learned throughout life. But, yeah. But anyways, so so when when I'm talking to somebody and they like, I I have to communicate like my thoughts. So that's what I was getting at. So I had to learn to really overcome my ability to maintain what I'm saying mm. without those things destroying me. Because as you know, in a Bible study. You can't help a person doing that to you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the most frustrating thing for mm-hmm. me as a person, like, and this is just me being transparent. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm teaching, when that's happening, mm-hmm. because I, I, I can't continue like in my mind, like we're having a discussion almost even when I'm teaching. Yeah. So when someone's like looking at me and listening, like I'm going. Mm-hmm. When they stop, I, I literally feel like, like, no, go ahead. Get it. Like, yeah, yeah. like the way I do when someone's getting a phone call, uh-huh. I can't like, like me and you, if you got a text message that was important right uh-huh. now, we would have to pause for me, yeah, my, yeah. my brain, even if I faked it that I didn't pause, mm-hmm. I, my communication with you would have to yeah. pause. Like I wouldn't. Your focus is split between what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I there's no about. way, bro. <laughs> so. Oddly enough, this kind of leads to what like you first were talking mm-hmm. about. Because you can't help when you do Bible studies, people are going to do that. Mm-hmm. You can't help that. So this taught me to focus on my content. Mm. Right? Yeah. Like I, I had to be able to maintain the focus on my content. Yeah. And that's, that's going to be my like thorn probably throughout all the years that I do ministry though, mm-hmm. is that those are two things happening. Yeah. Like my, my like connection with the people in front of me and my deliverance of the content of what I'm teaching. There yeah. are like two things happening. And when you lose the connection with the people in front of you, whether it's because their cell phone or because somebody next to them wanted to tell them something real quick, like, you still need to be able to maintain your content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that has taught me to really 
make sure that I marinate very long mm-hmm. on my content. And that's also where like an earlier discussion me and you had, which is worth bringing up, I guess, your question to me about, um, it was actually in the Ivan podcast, I think, mm-hmm. about writing out sermons. Yeah. Technology, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. And I told you that I enjoyed writing out sermons because it takes time. Right. So like I have to linger on a thought longer and then I read it back and I'm like, if it's wrong, I have to like scratch it out. Yeah. I don't just fix a word, you know, it's like, or I do, I line it out and I write it over and it's real messy. And, Mm -hmm. and that process that takes longer, like it, it gives me more time to marinate on really like what I was like learning in in as I was in the text like with the Lord you know mm-hmm. like and um dude I, I I I think I texted you that of right after you said that I was like you know what these next few Bible studies I'm just gonna write them out mm. let's just see what happens and I was there was like just an excitement that came from that of after we're feeling like because okay because usually I think as I'm on my laptop going through the Bible study, I will get thoughts and ideas that come to my mind and I quickly Bible reference, mm-hmm. find it, boom, 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 boom. Like, yeah. like just kind of like piggybacking off of one Bible reference to another and then just kind of going with mm-hmm. the flow. But when it wasn't, when I kind of, I put the computer away, I just had the Bible. Mm. Um, paper. And my paper. Yeah. When I it wasn't like, oh, I'm not going to try to go to a bunch of different references mm-hmm. right now. I was like, Let, what is God speaking to me about this? And yeah. then I would just continue and like the thought, the idea. And then I would write down like if it made me think of something from actually you got to see, see a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. I was thinking a lot about the Old Testament this past sure. Wednesday and I would like write down a verse. I was like, OK, like I know there's this story. And later I was like, I'll, I'll go look it up. Yeah, what what it verse up, yeah. that is. And it definitely made me feel definitely more connected to the the content or the context. Mm-hmm. Like, I f- and I felt really good. And then afterwards, though, I think the next step for me then is because I write like a fourth grader mm-hmm. <laughs> is to then translate that of what I've written into uh, like a computer. An iPad or, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I and think that, yeah, that, and then, that's helpful. And then there's like the practical side of of like a you know technology in front of you while you teach like Mm -hmm. it's it's very seamless and clean and and you can organize it to the degree that you want it to be organized you know so i always want to make sure i make that clear like Mm -hmm. i don't have a i don't have like an agenda against technology like at all like obviously Mm -hmm. you know that i make music like i love i love everything Mm -hmm. you know production stuff i just think that you never want to replace the time spent in, I mean, think about this, dude. Like what is happening is a phenomenon. Like it never existed in the history of humanity until the Holy spirit was given. Jesus said, you'll be able to do greater things. I always tell people this, like we document, I think you've heard me say this, maybe not. We document monumental chapters in history revolving around christ like the birth of christ 
monumental. Like life would never be the same. He showed up. His, mm-hmm. The creator of the universe stepped foot in the creation. And then you have his his death, which is marked like monumental, like the reason he came, like songs, hymns written about the cross, like mm-hmm. um, songs written about the blood spilled, poured out, communion, everything, yeah. like the the monumentalness of the, the the crucifixion of Christ, like mm-hmm. him dying for our sins. That's our salvation. So obviously it's huge that he showed up, his birth, mm-hmm. like the the God is here, like his death, huge. Yeah. But one that's so slept on, dude, like so overlooked is like when that God decided to be in you. Right. Like make his home in you mm-hmm. and like wasn't available to like have living quarters in you until Jesus has ascended. Yeah. And so he's like, you're going to be able to do greater things. Like, I don't think people are really even registering what's being Mm. said. Like, God in you, working through you. Mm. Like, that's huge. So why would we sleep on that reality? Like, overlook that reality as Bible teachers? Mm -hmm. Like, I understand that a man is teaching men but i also understand that a god is teaching men mm-hmm. and working through a man yeah so depending on how much your focus is on that changes what's important to you in that bible study right right mm-hmm. so like even as a, like a person that's coming up as a teacher like like you're still learning and you you feel like you're honing your craft and that's an encouraging thing i i hope that never ends for me like that that i'm constantly looking at you know the way i put bible studies together or like learning like being taught from the lord himself and from scenarios and from different groups that i get to teach in different chapters of my life you know Mm -hmm. like right now i'm being heavily um impacted by the fact that i teach my dad every Sunday. Yeah. Like there's things that are happening to me because there's no performance available for your Mm. dad. Like for the people that raised you, like you can't, you experience that a little bit with your dad. Mm. Like, yeah. And therefore you're encouraged when there is something supernatural spiritual happening. Cause you're like, dude, this isn't me. This can't be, I'm his son. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, how can a son impact the dad that way? Yeah. That authoritatively, you Mm -hmm. know, so, so when you're putting a Bible study together, you have to surrender to God as he teaches you who he made you to be like your, your gift might be academic. Mm. Like you might be a person whose mind works. Like, like I, I feel like that when I watch Eddie Sahakin teach, cause I'll like tune in and watch him once in a while. And like, the way his mind works with simplifying complex text Mm -hmm. and it's like he renders it and renders it and renders it and renders it down to like something very simple which still holds all of the impact and truth of everything that's in that chapter Mm -hmm. and he's rendered it down to to a simple repetitive 
thing that a person can walk away and have in their heart and their mind. Mm -hmm. Like simple, if, if I do this and remember that the Lord is this and this and this, it impacts my life. Yeah. Like you can walk away from one of Eddie's studies and be able to have like a card with a sentence on it. Yeah. Like four different cards that will affect your life. Mm -hmm. And I'm blown away when I see him do it. Cause I'm like, dang, that's different. That's like, I, like I recognize it as like different than myself. Like, mm -hmm. and I, and yet I see how impactful it is. And yet I can't just say like, I'm going to be like that more. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't get to do that. Like I have to, I have to surrender to the Lord and ask him to, to, to teach me how, I can be more effective in his hands, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've been doing for these years. Like our conversations with each other over the phone, like my conversations with Nick or my conversations with, with my friends or mm -hmm. people that call me, you know, that's, those are like, that's like years of, of like learning, like, you know, so many things I would have said before that I won't say now or, so much focus that I would have been on before that I'm not focused on now, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so that like me as a vessel is refined in the time I spend with the Lord, the time I spend in the word and the time I spend doing what he called me to do. Yeah. Like teaching, you know? Mm. And, um, so it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy though. And and that's what I'm trying to share with you though. It's like, you, you, you can't really look at someone else and say, dang, I, I Sometimes you'll find that that does, that is happening. Like you're like, oh dang, it's crazy how like I'm seeing things in myself that I've seen in other teachers. You right, know, like I'm right. seeing that that's happening to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 I think that does happen a lot with teachers and students because like the Lord brought like you gravitated towards each other in the first place. Yeah, you know. So there's teachers that people think is are phenomenon, uh, phenomenal. Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll listen and it's just, I'm just not that into that, like mm -hmm. what they're doing. And so I'm not, gra I'm not, gra not that I'm like, oh, I don't like those kind of teachers, mm -hmm. but I'm not gravitating towards that, what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I expect it's that way, vice versa. Mm -hmm. Like there's probably some people that wouldn't, they would hear me teach and they might not f feel it that much. They won't gravitate towards it. Like, they won't feel this thing to like, do you, hey, can I get your number? Like, hey, think we could go get coffee sometime? Like, they won't feel that yeah. draw. So, you know, I also consider that those that I've poured into are people that, they, that the Lord brought. Like, I don't just go pick, like, promising young guys and be like, oh, let me go. Let me go get that guy and make him, you know, yeah. push him towards the Lord mm -hmm. that he could become a teacher. Like, I, I just let, like, God bring who he brings. Yeah, God's and, leading that. Yeah. I was talking with, with Wade um, and I shared this with him recently this past week. Sometimes when I'm writing my sermon out, mm -hmm. and this happens not just with Wade, but with other, a couple other pastors too, where I'll feel like as I'm writing it out, I feel like I, I'm picturing Wade teaching what you're hearing. I'm writing. Yeah, like I'm you're, hearing yeah. like his, his kind of style, his approach to mm. like saying things a certain way. And, and sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll be writing them, but I'll, I'll feel that way like about raw like how like i feel like raw says it like this not not mm. like even the words but just the way his 
their style is yeah, the focus yeah like the, the, what they're yeah. deriving out of that text yeah and and then when i it's funny though because then when i go to give it that's like gone <laughs> yeah same <laughs> yeah it, yeah and uh it's just a different experience see that's where i think that's where i think like when you put a bible study together not everything you put belongs to the people you're delivering it yeah to. so like like i'm cool with like things that i that i noticed like not saying them i didn't used to be cool with that that's why i used to have a time management with bible studies before because it's mm -hmm. like there's there's nuances that are happening as i'm teaching right now but also i'm going to get stacked those on top of these things that i have and mm -hmm. so we got like people are you know these were thoughts I had before, like, dude, it's going to be endless. Like, it's going to be mm -hmm. historic. It's going to be, you know, uh, scientific. It's going to be yeah. like, you know, it's, and also it's going to have that personal connection. And, and really those are foolish thoughts because like, that's where you start to look at like a performance. You're like, you're like, you're not focused on what God's doing and how, and you're not focused on them. Mm. You're focused on yourself, you know? Yeah. And so I'm cool with like like 50% of the stuff that could have been said not being said. Yeah. Like I'm cool with that. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, as long as I know the text, like I know what Jesus is talking about. Like, I, like not that I know everything, but that like he showed me what he was talking about in this portion of the text. Mm-hmm. And that's what has to be there. That's what, when you know people that always say you have to have notes, you have to study, you have to, and they push that really hard. It's not, it's not, I want to make sure I make this clear. It is important to have notes mm -hmm. because, and like Dave told me this one time, he said, um, he's like, it's not always just because you have to have notes, like it's a law or a rule. Mm -hmm. He's like, you don't want to raise up students that are like enamored of how amazing you are right like you want them to be looking at christ mm. and you want to teach them how to look at christ and to look at the word and 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 i understood that and and i've kept that with me and that is my goal mm. like but what i'm talking about with notes is like i would rather find out that somebody had 10 30 pages of notes and got up and didn't even read them mm -hmm. than to have somebody that didn't spend any time with the Lord, but had a bunch of notes. And has like all these notes. <laughs> yeah. That's why I can't recycle yeah. sermons myself. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not against people keeping their sermons. I think you should probably your kids mm -hmm. one day could find them or have them or whatever. I actually, I've never kept any of my studies, mm -hmm. but then I started to like write them in a book instead of just on pages. They would just get thrown away mm -hmm. because I had that thought like, well, I mean, maybe God will use this like later when I'm gone or whatever, you know, mm. or if, you don't know when your time's up. So, so if I die, don't come looking for my books. Dude. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, the, Mi the Mikey Sanchez devotional. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, it's just, you just, you just think like, why, why, why mm. be foolish and throw that away? You yeah. Know? But, but I still don't recycle sermons. Mm. Like I've, I will never, I don't want to say I will never because who knows what will happen in the future. Yeah. Like if I lose my mind or I don't know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I, to date, have never like went and looked up my Bible study mm -hmm. on this and pulled it out and retaught that. Mm -hmm. 
right and when i see a young man that's like learning like that has a calling i don't i don't encourage him to do that right i now i have met there's an interesting character that i um i'm not gonna bring up his name there's an interesting young man that i know uh he may he may be touched he may be a bit on the spectrum he may be not i don't know but he like he he definitely is not socially like anybody else i know he's like some people like mock him a little bit or but he's incredibly intelligent and mm-hmm. he's a reader like crazy right so i would have to step very lightly when discipling someone like him right and not like no you don't want to do that bro or you know i don't not do none of that mm-hmm. because you don't know what kind of tool this is right and you don't want to like smash them and be like you know don't save your sermons and read dude that might be like some weird like robotic mind that he has and like it's amazing mm-hmm. and so you don't want to you never want to like maybe god made somebody to be an author mm-hmm. or you know a defender of the faith and you never want to try to create a little army of like people that are like you right you know what i'm saying uh-huh. like so that's why i step lightly when i say certain things that i feel personally about like how you put bible studies mm-hmm. together what you shouldn't do but i will say this like my my hope and intention is that people like would focus on the lord doing his work mm-hmm. through you mm. no matter what kind of unique vessel you are yeah you know i remember i think i shared this with you I remember, and i might have said this on the podcast like a few episodes but i would gladly trade doing something big for him for surrendering to what he could do through me mm, right you mm. know and that's so ha- often happens when we're trying to put like something up together for our church or whatever like mm-hmm. well, dude i want to go big for the lord but it's like nowhere near as impactful as like just surrendering to like the magnitude of what he could do through your simple little life yeah you know hmm. so that's it's like obedience yeah and yeah. surrender we i yeah. mean that's been a super yeah. dope chapter with you like this yeah. the, the obedience thing like I'll, yeah of course let me mm-hmm. do it you know i'm i'm curious how other guys right now who come to mind mm. like steven cameron angel rodriguez mm. even eddie sahakian yeah. like i and those guys in particular i wish i wish dude they could be sitting we, here we, yes dude like we <laughs> could put them on a plane yeah fly them down here and wrap it out with him because i want to i'm curious and if you guys listen um that is, that i want i want to know like what their experience is like as a, like uh you know well eddie's been doing the pastor thing for a, for a bit now but like stephen cameron mm-hmm. um he's kind of new up there in sure. oregon you know yeah and and i'm excited for him and i'm praying for him but there's this new chapter and we were talking about this on mm-hmm. wednesday i think demetrius I wanted, is another person yeah, demetrius to too yeah, yeah. Um, the, of these young guys who are stepping up, and I want to know like what what they're going through. And I, I, you're right. You know? I, I I would love to have these discussions with them yeah. because I'm not sitting here as an authority on how like the things are supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. I think I think anybody whose heart's really in it will agree with me that you want to see what God's going to do through your mm-hmm. life, and you want to be more surrendered to the vessel that he intended you to be like yeah. the gift that he gave you and the impactfulness of 
of how he works through you and how you're different than people. I mean, the purpose of this podcast mm-hmm. is to is to illustrate to people that the effective servants of the Lord are not the same as each other. Right. So, you know, I think that's very clear. Like we don't we're not trying to talk about the best way to do things. Yeah. Right. Like, but I do want more. I want to hear more. Like I want mm-hmm. I want I wish there was someone sitting here that was like that was like, dude, the way like what like here's what god shows me or what how it works and i'll mm-hmm. be like tripping out like dang that's crazy you know yeah um and and yeah i i i i fully believe mm-hmm. that god is preparing uh the next generation of leaders and one of the things that that i believe is so true is that we won't be nobody that's mimicking will last like if you if you think that you like saw a recipe and you're gonna mimic that like Mm. you basically are like telling the lord like i don't need to be on my knees to ask you to show me what i need to do right i'm gonna just rest on what so-and-so showed me i need to do yeah and i'm gonna go with that Mm. and here's what breaks my heart about that is that's third-party relationship Mm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like you're hoping that this person heard from God for you. Mm-hmm. They gave you the formula to yeah, or succeed. To hope that that the voice of the Lord that came upon their ears was for you. Mm. Just hoping that. Just mm-hmm. hoping that. Just banking on everything that you're called to do on that alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of going to the Lord and being like, I want to hear your voice. Like, hmm. I want to obey your words. On yeah. what you want me to do, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, I'm excited that the Lord has given me favor and relationship mm. with um so many guys that I see the hand of God in their life. Yeah, like I'm like dang, and there's some that are out there right now that are feel like they're on the ground, mm-hmm. like they feel like discouraged and i could see the hand of god dude Mm. i could just see it i'm like bro (laughs) you keep your eyes on the lord bro and watch like Mm -hmm. you know and so what a blessing dude the relationships that we built i mean um angel you know demetrius steve cameron ivan ivan yeah dude like it's crazy to me like yeah to be like oh it's crazy like building relationships with these guys yeah i do i love the fact that this podcast has enabled me or kind of encouraged me to reach out to them more and and to hear from them and to hear their stories on as i look at like what's coming in this next chapter it's kind of interesting because this year for me was a year that had a lot of new doors opening marriage like Mm. big one opening the church church. yeah Yeah, big one (laughs) and there was coming up to the year 2021 a lot of excitement a lot of like you know okay like yeah and then moving i mean because when you yeah. say marriage that that's like multiple roles you're talking oh, yeah. about what it means to be a husband uh-huh. what it means to 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 leave home mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. all crazy that. yeah so 2021 for me going into it i knew okay there's going to be a lot of change mm-hmm. but all the change seemed like to me like exciting things like things i looked forward to Mm -hmm. and now 
2022 is coming up and just kind of thinking about it of like, okay, what happened this past year? Uh, what's going to happen next year? Yeah. And I was talking to Max about it recently mm. and I just feel like, dude, I feel like now God has me in these, this new role as a husband, pastoring redeemed church. And I feel like the Lord just wants to like now like teach me how to do it. Mm. <laughs> you know, this next year I was like, okay, uh, there's probably not going to be a bunch of doors that are going to be changing, like life changing like that. Mm. But a season of, of growing with what God's given me. Yeah. Like you purchased the land. Yeah. You, you, you're given the seed. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, you're given everything that the, the, the roadmap of how to do it. Now you just got to plant yeah. the field, you know, you gotta yeah. just do it. Yeah. Watch it grow. How do you watch stuff grow? Right. You know, like, right. And it also to it, I like the fact that I see God giving me that, that lesson of not always, looking for the new mm. thing in life of like, Oh, it's like, what's going to be the next best thing in my life. But mm. it's just, this is where you're at. Like yeah. stay there, just grow. And, and honestly, it's like, I mean, thankfully I'm, I'm in a season of just blessing. Like right now, personally, there's a lot of, of, um, tiresome days and, and things sure. like that. But God is, um, God's good, man. Yeah. There's nothing to me. It's been super exciting watching like the Lord open up these doors for you mm. and to be like, Oh dang. Like, like to watch something f like f be a seed, you know, like a person mm -hmm. and then to watch them like grow and mm. then become like a tree. It's like that mm. needs to be watered. And then that provides, shade and nourishment hmm. and it's just it's really an awesome like privilege i hope i hope other men who are leaders aren't overlooking that because it's so awesome to see like hmm. god gave you people that you watered and then they grew and then eventually you find yourself sitting under a tree you know eating a fruit hmm. and it's like you got to watch that whole thing happen, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I hope I, I, I would encourage like guys who are pastors and stuff to like really stop and pay attention to how awesome that is, hmm. you know, instead yeah. of, instead of just wondering like what they're going to get to do next. Yeah. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, cause that's awesome, dude. That's like, I live for it. And there's every once in a while I'll meet another, uh, like a young man, I'll meet them and they're like, they'll show up and they'll be like talking to me and like I build a relationship with them or they start hitting me up on online or mm -hmm. they're like sending me text messages all the time back and forth. And they call me once in a while like, Hey dude, like I was thinking about, and it's funny, like, cause I've seen it before and I'm just mm -hmm. like, Hmm, I wonder how long like this kid will be in my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I had a couple conversations. Uh, there's people, I don't need to bring their names, mm -hmm. up, but yeah. Yeah. No, I've seen, I've been seeing that too, as I'm, I'm looking at, the resistance high school ministry over at golden Springs. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at Scott's group of kids over there and I'm just looking at certain guys who I, I kind of see they're calling. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. And mm -hmm. I, and I, and I'm like, wow, like I wonder what, what they're going to look like in a few years from now yeah. or what? or 10 years from now. Or yeah. Whatever, you know? Yeah. It's all, it's all interesting. I'm, I'm also too, um, 
I'm a little, I'm, I don't know if you want to share, talk a, a little bit about this right now of like maybe what you want to start doing for, for the future of, in terms of like the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll talk about it only like my only, if I seem like, uh-huh. cause like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how soon that stuff will be like yeah. taking off and stuff, but yeah, yeah, I'll talk about it. No problem. So like my relationship with Max, you know, like he's my nephew through marriage. He's my mm-hmm. wife's nephew. I met him when he was nine. And, uh, one of the things that's been very fruitful in my life and very challenging in my life is the people you have to minister to that you don't get to teach sermons to mm-hmm. super hard for me because because I work best through communication, like through talking. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have people in your life that you don't get to talk to because every time you're around them, life is demanding that you talk to others or that you deal with. Others. So that all they get to do is just watch you. Mm-hmm. You don't get to forcefully talk to them. Right. You know, mm-hmm. or intentionally, I should say, talk to them. Right, right. And that's not to say that I haven't had amazing long conversations with Max, yeah. but there's been more times in I've been in his life where I haven't. Yeah. Like you know. you're not showing up at his house. Like, hey, today we're going to talk yeah, about yeah, discipleship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that, bro. Yeah. Um, and that kid seen me at my absolute worst because his relationship with me is through my marriage. So like the most difficult relationship that I've had to learn and adapt in mm-hmm. is my marriage. Mm-hmm. And that's literally how he knows me. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. so that's also what was so encouraging as he's walked in the right direction, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm aware that you can, push people in the wrong directions happens all the time with pastors, bro. Mm. And with their kids and their families. And you see these big pastors that, you know, that you feel like are dope and their grandkids or their kids are just like talking crap about them or Mm -hmm. whatever, or people that know them best. You know, I'm not thinking about anybody in particular. I'm just saying that these things, you know, are out there. And so, so I was aware that like my marriage, like my daughter, like the kids in my life, like they are a tell of who I really am. Mm-hmm. And, and so with Max, he's, he's a super encouragement because, you know, I got to lead him to the Lord. He was about 16, I think 15, 16 in his driveway, mm-hmm. like in a natural conversation. And then, um, and then I like just started watching this kid become like a super talented kid. Like I'm never with any personal, like, in fact, I always felt, and I shared this with you, I think the other night when I came to your Bible study, I've always felt that uh, what I needed to do responsibly was to get him before the Lord. And then like eventually take my hands off, like take the training wheels off yeah. and let him ride and just let him go with the Lord, you know? And so there's never been, I mean, obviously I've, I've protected him in certain ways because I'll, I'll like, I'll spot that 
because he's talented, he can easily become an instrument for someone. Yeah, yeah exactly. You yeah. know, so that's, I've always like been like, okay, grow. Like you, mm-hmm. he, you need to focus on growing still. Like, you know, he could have been, when he was 15, he could have been nailed down as just a drummer, just a drummer. Imagine this yeah. talented kid could have just been locked down as like mm-hmm. someone, like a drummer somewhere. Mm-hmm. And and to a degree, that's still true. Like, if he gets locked down with, with where he's at right now, there's like there's so much potential there. Yeah. Like with what he's growing in and like his his thought process, and he's kind of a director, mm-hmm. you know, by nature. He's he's a young man. He's nineteen now, I think nineteen. Mm-hmm. And but he's a director. Like he he like he like like he sees things that I don't see. Sometimes he'll tell me like, like, uh, mm, he'll like, look at what I'm talking about. He'll be like, mm, I don't, I think it's more like this. And mm. I'll look and I'll look and I'll be like, Oh yeah, it is. You know? So I, I enjoy his input. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to what you were talking about. So, so he recently, like, I mean, I, I, I took him with me to golden Springs. I wanted to make sure he got plugged in where there was, where there was, um, a lot of things that he could like learn about. Like I wanted him to be able to see like the tech and like worship team and like work, not because I want him to become like mega church, like mentality, not that golden Springs is a mega church, but it's a very big church, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so, but I wanted him to be able to just see like, look, dude, like there's so many avenues that God uses people. Like, you know, you, you're called and it doesn't necessarily mean, you're a teacher because like when you're hanging with me every single time it's always talking it's always communication only Mm -hmm. and he's not the greatest communicator Mm. he's a lot better than he was but he's not he's that's not a strong point Mm -hmm. so i wanted to get him in places and i wanted him to see you know and and so i've always i prayed with him and i've encouraged him to be in his word and spend a lot of time with him so like some opportunities that potential opportunities where they're like reaching out to him I showed up at Golden Springs and and I told them, dude, I will not influence you. Like you have to pray and you have to make a decision. And he just recently was like, you know, just not right now. Like not yet. I'm like, cool. Like whatever Mm -hmm. you prayerfully decide, you know, and you're not making those decisions out of fear, out of like worry or Mm -hmm. then that's good. And just keep growing, you know? So, um, you know, one of the things that he wants to do is he wants to do like a, like a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always talked about this. He, he knows a lot of the YouTube like, uh, culture. Like he knows a lot of the people that are in YouTube. He, he understands a lot of like how that works. And I don't mm-hmm. really, I mean, I, I could watch and I know people, but mm-hmm. I don't know like the way things work. And, uh, so in our conversations with my strong points and his strong points, like we've kind of come up with an idea of like a YouTube channel that we want to start and it won't just be like a me hosting. Um, but what we want to do, and if you guys are listening to this, uh, like Demetrius, you know, Angel, mm-hmm. um, uh, Cameron, um, Steve Cameron, um, who else did we mention? There's some other people. Eddie Sahakian, mm-hmm. um, we want to create a platform 
um, where these guys edify each other the same way that K-Wave edified the body and didn't steal from each other's churches but brought them all on uh, a platform together. Yeah. And um, one of the things that we're practicing right now, as you know, is we're trying to get our video and audio down to kind of a science. Mm-hmm. Because as you guys know, when you're scrolling through um, Facebook, what have you, part of the difficulty is the inconsistency of like what you're looking at, mm-hmm. right? Like when you listen to K-Wave, you turn it on and you have like a host who says something like, today in first Corinthians, you know, pastor so-and-so mm-hmm. will be in. And it's like, it's going to be that sermon's going to come on very clear, easy to understand. You have a time slot, how long it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So as an audience, not, not replacement for your home church. Yeah. But addition through your week or whatever, you have access to a consistent delivery that isn't like I like this one's hard to hear, this one's really distracting the way it looks, like mm-hmm. this one has a terrible worship leader or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and I have to listen for t- 30 minutes to get to the teacher that I think is kind of dope or and then his mic cut out halfway through or whatever it is. Yeah. So we want to create a science of like simplicity and solid effectiveness Mm -hmm. to be able to then go to these guys. This feels weird because I'm like pitching it to them. (laughs) Uh, And then, and then show them like, Hey, listen, like if you, if you set this up and do this way, Mm -hmm. we'll we'll do that for you. Like we'll help or show whoever's here to make it as simple as rendered down as we can yeah and then eventually hopefully get them all on the same channel Mm -hmm. and i really want to focus on the next generation of leaders um and that is not to say like oh no the old generation no (laughs) No, but because here's the reason why it's because there's people that are already more effective than what i can create like Mm. Right. They, they they have a better video and audio they have you know and so they might not feel like i don't need to do we have you know whatever mm-hmm. so i'm not trying to pitch it but i believe personally that it will grow to the point where it will be an asset for a ministry to be on it yeah you know so that they'll be able to and um you know, be on a, a platform. Mm-hmm. And and my responsibility is to make sure that the people that are on this platform are like-minded right, and solid and that other people that are on there are not going to worry that the people that go to their church, if they listen to the other ones, that they're going to be told something weird. Mm. And that's, I'm going to take that responsibility upon myself kind of, you know, mm-hmm. um, to make sure that that's the focus, that mm-hmm. the, the word's the focus, you know? And uh, and then to create uh, content that mm-hmm. goes on that, also yeah. that channel. And so that's like, that's like the goal right now. That's like the vision. Mm-hmm. Like, 
have done nothing more than what you just heard. Mm-hmm. Like as far, I mean, we have acquired skills, this, this podcast, like we've acquired editing skills, like mm-hmm. with, uh, Max and we've acquired like, you know, and then there's the thing that God gave me, like, it, it feels like there's an endless, like, um, well of talk. Of talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Perfectly said. Um, <laughs> So that helps when it comes to any kind of like host role. Like, yeah. But it is good content. Well, it's, yeah. you know, hopefully it's, it's just, um, unpacking content. Yeah. That's what right. I always, you know, I'm not trying to come to people when I talk, like, mm-hmm. it's not like, it's not like I'm the sea of wisdom and I'm just like, <laughs> you know, come in to get, pour out a little uh-huh. of my wisdom. Like I have a mind that God gave me that I try to unpack. Like I try to like look at something mm-hmm. and consider it and then, you know, look at it through the lens, a biblical lens, mm-hmm. like, you know, a Christian lens, like a Christ following lens when I say Christian. Mm-hmm. And then that's what I do. Like whether we're talking about music or like sports or whatever, it's like everything is through that lens. And that's what I enjoy doing with people. You yeah. know? And I love watching people as I talk to them and like learning about them as they talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this podcast is all about. Like I, that's why I want uh, lately. It's been less about like, and you know, this obviously mm-hmm. we've had this conversation, but it's been less about like what big names we can get. Mm-hmm. It's been more about like what people can we sit down and like do this with, you know? Yeah. It's not just like, let's find somebody has a crazy story and have them tell their story. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I want to sit mm-hmm. on talk with people, um, and grow from them and, and, and then water them, you know, and, and, and to both ways, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, do you feel like, let's just say, even if, um, whatever God wants to do with that, uh-huh. I think that's, first of all, let me just say that I think that's an amazing idea. Uh-huh. I think that you should run with that. Yeah, I hope, I, I hope, and I hope, doors, yeah, I hope yeah. the Lord opens doors with it. Um, but as far as like where you're at in your walk, in your marriage, in your ministry, teaching with your dad, um, what is this idea something that you feel is like, dang, like this is kind of exciting. Mm. This is something that, um, or how do you feel? Like, yeah. If so that, if that does like start to come into I mean, it, there's obviously anytime I like, uh, you ha- like, even as an artist, like you have a, when you have a, like a birth bubble mm-hmm. thought, mm-hmm. you know, it's exciting. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because your mind is going, there's guys out there right now that I feel it breaks my heart knowing how many guys out there right now are sitting on amazing ideas, mm. amazing vision of like what they, man, if they had half a chance, like what they could do, would do all these things they have lined up. And the only thing I'll say to that is like, you also, you also have to surrender to the author. Yeah. You know, you, you, you can't, you can't, if you're going to do Christian stuff, if you're going to do secular stuff, by all means, like be your own author. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to do the Lord's work, you have to surrender to Mm -hmm. the, to the author. Yeah you know right and so you don't get to just be something because of what you're capable of doing you Mm -hmm. have to like and you've seen me do that you've seen me wrestle with that um through my whole walk Mm -hmm. thus far like the surrender to the author regardless of what i think i could bring to the table or visions i have or whatever 
So to be honest with you, absolutely there's like excitement, but there's also, I've been like, I dude, doors have shut so much for mm -hmm. my whole life, bro, mm -hmm. that nothing's new if that happens. If I right. get shot in the head again, nothing's new, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and that's what it feels like. Yeah. You know, especially when you first start like yo, thinking you, man, this is what the Lord's going to do. And you've been down some roads like that. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, this is mm -hmm. the Lord, you know? And, and you, you just, you learn to surrender to the author, bro. Like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. maybe I'm saying this because somebody else is going to hear it and they're going to be like, I'll do that even better. And, and that would suck for me <laughs> just being real. <laughs> but, but at the same time, I'm, sur I surrender. Like I, I, I'm never, you know this about me, dude. I'm, I, I've learned to never be self-conscious about mm -hmm. my ideas and my gifts and my abilities. Mm. I, it, dude, there's zero. Like if there's if there's like a Mikey Sanchez out there who's like even doper than me, then mm -hmm. go for it. Like, yeah, do what I do better. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Like I really have surrendered that, dude. Mm -hmm. Like uh, there's no covetousness. Like, no, this is my thing. Like I'm the best at this. Like, the, dude. I'm just a servant of the Lord, bro. Yeah. Like, I hope there's somebody out there who does what I do better. Yeah. Well, I think, too, that's a, a very important encouragement right now for people because I feel like with everything that this world is coming to, I feel like there's a lot of people who have ideas that they're just scared to put them out there. And I feel that it's a time where people need to step up mm. and – I think not I'm there's parts of me that, that the Lord has chapters in my life where the Lord showed me his faithfulness mm. of taking a step mm. uh, of me just being obedient to taking that step and how he can do things um but like you were saying you know I I think submitting to the Lord first and foremost is important Mama coming home, I'm in the next chapter Put away all my credentials, then I crucified the actor Traded all I thought I wanna be, for what I know I'm supposed to be Walking with the Lord, but know the devil's right in front of me I still feel the sun shining on